This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Adam, look, the last time we talked, we were discussing a really disappointing return from the All-Star break by the Rockets um, against the New Orleans Pelicans. It was a really disappointing showing um, just all around. And, and since then, they beat the Suns, and then they lost back-to-back games against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, I, I think it's you know worth pointing out that they beat the Suns because – a lot of the fixation is on the last couple of games against the Thunder. And it feels a little odd to be upset about them losing emphatically against a team that is so clearly far and away better than them. But it is still frustrating watching the way that they played these last couple of games and how they lost these these last couple of games. It's sort of like this, this realization of them not being good enough offensively overall. And the defense just falling apart, uh, things that we've discussed already here on the podcast. But I'll let you have the floor before we get into some of these specific points about what we've seen. What What do you think about the, the Rockets over the last three games since the last time we chatted? I mean, they went one and two against, what, two of the five best teams in the Western Conference? Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't necessarily get the angst over that. I mean – they, they played Oklahoma City might wind up with the best record in the Western Conference. They might win an NBA championship. And people are upset because they lost two games to that team. They've already beaten them once this year. So it's it's strange to – I guess it's kind of strange to me that all of a sudden there's just this uh, – there's there's been this like – I don't know if panicky is the right way to put it, but there's just kind of been this, I guess, panic or whatever it is around – just that, that that I've heard just because they're not as good as Oklahoma city. They're not as good as Phoenix. So why are the expectations that they were supposed to go, you know, three and O against those teams? They, they could have, you know, they were, they played well against Oklahoma city the first game for what a half. I mean, sometimes you got to take your wounds when you can get them. This, this is just not that good a team. And I don't think that that should surprise anybody. They won 22 games last year. They are heavily reliant on young players, and that doesn't always end well. And so this is just kind of like what you should be expecting. And maybe they maybe they kind of tease people with the way that they played for the first 27 games. You know, I think that if you would have saw the, those games, you thought, okay, this team has a chance to be in the play-in. But now as this team has played, as this thing has played out, they've kind of fallen back down to earth. And, you know, this is, this is just what happens. The fact that they have already uh, – supplanted their win total from last year is a good thing. Um, so I, you know, I, it's, it's been a very strange last 24 hours, I guess is the way that I would put it. Yeah. Well, I, I think I can speak to a little of the angst because I, I think what's happening is a little bit of like this realization 
of exactly what you just said. The fact that it's that it's not a good team. Like I, I think you can take in both pieces of information that they are by pretty much every measure a better team than they were last year. I mean, even with the complaints about the offense, which I'm gonna I'm gonna get to in just a second. But like with all of that, they're a better team offensively, like I probably marginally, but better offensively. They are much, much better defensively overall. And you've seen some growth from Alperin Shingoon. I think overall what Fred Van Bleet and Dylan Brooks have provided has been positive. Jabari Smith Jr.'s development, I think for the most part, has been positive. But Adam, the realization of what you just said, that this is not a very good team, and I don't think the expectation was that they were going to go 3-0 and or 2-1 and against two teams that are definitely better than them, more talented than them, but that it would look – that the offense would look so pedestrian at times that the consistency issues that we talk about with that we talk about with this team on a consistent basis would still persist that the players that you had the high expectations for going into the season and we talked a lot about this already too uh specifically with Jalen Green that it would look the way it has I guess the last couple of games specifically um and even with Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks who I mentioned like the feeling that even that positive, those positive additions are starting to leak a little bit. I, I think that's I think that's part of the ink. A little, a little bit of what you said that they tease people a little bit, but also that it's just not a very good basketball team, and I think that's that's frustrating for people to watch and for people to accept. But they shouldn't they have known that coming in? Yeah, you but know what I mean, like they 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 went seventeen and 55, 20 and sixty. And or 20 and 62, and then 22 and 60 the last three years. And yeah, they made some additions to the roster for sure. But is that suddenly going to turn a 22 win team into a 40 win team? Like, let's be honest, in the Western Conference, the answer was probably no. So I guess maybe the expectations were set too high by the team or by the people. Because I just, this is what we talked about at the start of the year. Like, the odds of this team actually being in the play in were incredibly small when you consider how much ground they had to make up and who they were going to be up against. I mean, the Western Conference is really good. And the fact that right now you are going to have LeBron James and Steph Curry not just playing in the playing game, but they're going to be in the 9-10 playing game right now if the season were to end today. So the fact that the Rockets can't crack that, I mean, that that that's kind of what people should have expected. And, and I get it. It hasn't looked good, particularly these last two games, but – I mean, this is what happens when you play the best teams in the league. And when, this is what happens when you play the best teams in the league when they're healthy. Like, you're going to lose most of the time to those teams. And so I, I just – I don't know. I, I'm not – I guess I'm not as, like, caught up in it as some of the people are. And, you know, I, I'm going to throw two numbers at you from last night's game. Right. And I think that if these numbers change just a little bit, maybe people are thinking differently. But the Rockets, they shot well from three in the first quarter. And then after that, they did not shoot well from three. The Rockets for the game last night were five of 22 on wide open threes, wide open threes. That's when you don't have a defender within six feet of you. Five of 22 on wide open threes for the game. They were one of 10 in the second half. Like, you know, it's. But, it's, but that, that, that's Adam. That's what's got people so frustrated. It's, it's literally the things that you are saying. And maybe, and maybe there's a, 
there's an element to it for you of like, okay, you shouldn't be shocked or surprised by it. But I think it's gone past shock, surprise, or expectation the way it should or shouldn't be. And just just like a an affront to the way you feel like it should be. Like, like whoever, like if you don't want to blame the players or Ime Udoka or however you want to spread the blame around, Raphael Stone, whoever, but like who's responsible for the fact that you have a team in the Rockets that right now, excuse me, right now is centered around a traditional sort of throwback center in Alperin Shingun, a below the rim, crafty, witty offensive center is your best offensive player. And your offense is centered around that and built around him is essentially little to no shooting to where the, the numbers look like they, they did the way you just described them last night. And that's commonplace. Like, and I think that's what I think that I think that's what the where the angst comes from. The the what boils down the frustration of, yeah, no, maybe maybe it was unreasonable to expect the Rockets to be in the play in. And, and just a side note. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Shame on the NBA for making the 10th seed something to aspire to, because I feel I feel weird about that as somebody who wants good things to happen to the Rockets. I'm sitting over here like, man, if they could just get to that 10th seed. It feels like such a loser mentality and, and like way of life. But but like tangent aside, like aside from expectation, there is just a oh, my God, I can't believe that these guys can't make wide open shots. Like it's one thing that the guys are young or that they're developing. It's another thing that they've had, you know, health issues, and you can excuse that. But, like, wide-open shots, um, an offense that looks not too terribly different from what you've seen in years past when you were complaining. A lot of people were complaining about the coaching. Like, it's just – it just does not feel – somehow it is so much better than it was before, but it's still lacking in the way of being good enough. I do want to push, you know, I've seen this a lot, something that you just said about they have this team, they've, they've got a center, and they didn't surround them with shooters. I disagree with that, and I, I understand it has looked bad recently, but I'm going to give you, and I'm going to take one name out of this, but of the Rockets, I'm going to give you three-point attempts per game, and I'm going to give you their percentages. Fred Van Vliet is attempting 7.8 threes a game. He's shooting 37%. That's a fine number. Yeah. And again, that number, he was up around 40 about six weeks ago. And then yeah. that number has taken a dip. Dylan Brooks taking five a game. He's at 39.7%. That is really good. You will take that. Jabari Smith Jr. taking 4.7 a game. He's shooting 36%. Again, that that's a that's an above average number, slightly above average number. And that's taken a dip over the last however many weeks. Uh, Cam Whitmore is taking 4.4 threes a game in 17 minutes. He's shooting 38%. That's a good number. Aaron Holiday is shooting three a game. He's shooting 41%. Um, so it's not like they haven't, you know, overall from a team standpoint, they have not shot the ball well. Now I left one name out of there, and that would be Jalen Green, who's shooting six and a half a game, and he's shooting 30.8%. Okay, that's horrific. 
and that's that's really bad and i think that that is a big reason why i think that's what has all the shooting numbers kind of you know people freaking out about the shooting has been that their second highest volume three-point shooter is frankly one of the worst three-point shooters in the entire league but i guess my point is they have shooting on the team it has just been wildly inconsistent and pretty streaky and right now they have been in a in a stretch where nobody's making shots and for whatever reason it happens away from Toyota Center. They shoot it pretty well at home. They can't buy buckets at tw- uh, away from Toyota Center. Yeah, yeah. What are they? What do they got? Five wins on the road. Yes, yes, they are at. They're five and something. Yeah, five and whatever. It, it's it been is. a while too. Yeah, man. It, that's that is one thing that we haven't talked a lot about is how bad they are on the road, and and maybe just not having a great explanation for it leads to not having much discussion about it, but that's been a problem as well. Like the fact that they just, they go on the road and, and basically don't show up. I think that's a, that's a, that's a big part of it. You, you throw away half your schedule. Yeah. And, and it makes you have to play perfect at home. And it's really hard to play perfect at home, especially when most of your home games are against teams from the Western Conference. You play 41 home games and let's see, 26 of the 41 are against Western Conference teams. Most of those games are really difficult games. And so you basically have to run the table on those. And it's it's hard to do that. It's amazing that they actually won in Denver. <laughs> That's what basically their best win of the year is winning at Denver. And I believe Denver was healthy that game too, which makes it even crazier. Yeah, it's it's been one of those confounding things. And it's obviously it's killed their season because when you just look at, I mean, the, the one win of, of this three-game stretch, you know, they're, they're one in three coming out of the break. The one win is a really good win, and it's again, it's at home against Phoenix. And the fact that you can't build on that, it, it makes it really hard. And they've got some really bad road losses in that stretch. They've lost, they lost at Memphis, you know, not too long ago. They lost at Toronto. So, and I guess what's been bad about the road games is that for the most part, they aren't necessarily competing in these road games. And so all the good things that they wind up doing at home, you forget about as soon as they leave home and they play these awful games on the road where they're getting beat by double digits. So if we'd have done this show um, uh, after the Phoenix game, everything would be totally different. But because they went and played two games on the, or I guess Oklahoma city too, but because they go and play a, a, a bad game on the road where they're really not competitive after the first quarter, it kind of colors how you view the team. So I think that's where it's difficult to, to, I don't know, talk about it rationally. <laughs> yeah, and and and, 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 and Spoke. It was also on national TV. It was also on TNT, which, like, to to you and I, does not matter. You know, we, we watch all the games. You you know, at pretty much all the home games, even travel some. Like, we don't really care about it being on TNT. But there was an element of when we talk about how this team is being discussed. There was an element of embarrassment, I could tell, Tuesday night of like, hey, man, nobody watches the Rockets or really knows what's going on here. And then this is what this is what they had to show to people. Yeah, but it wasn't the real TNT. It it wasn't Barkley and Kenny Smith and Ernie Johnson. It wasn't the real TNT. But actually, Brandon, I wrote about them possibly playing on TNT if they could have, you know, advanced to the playing tournament. (laughs) I wrote about that possibility. So don't say nobody cares about it. I cared about it. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, okay, let me let me push back on your shooter numbers that you put out because you did have and and they're, I mean, you don't we don't argue with numbers. They're those are those are all facts. All right, but you had qualifiers on almost all of them, and the big one 
was the one that you left out. Okay. The qualifiers were the numbers were way better earlier on for both Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks. Um, no, I think I think Brooks has been about at that 40% range the entire or maybe or maybe am I thinking about Jabari? Jabari. Jabari, Jabari my, my, bad. my bad, my bad. For Fred Van Vliet and Jabari, and then and then Dylan Brooks, you, you that's the one where you're like, oh man, you're getting a lot more out of that than you probably could have reasonably expect. Even though I feel like his play a little bit has has kind of dipped, certainly um in the last couple of games, but um or last game. But the qualifiers there, it was better before, not as good now. Feels like there's a little bit of regression of the mean, and maybe some of those numbers before felt like they were inflated. And then 